Welcome. This is Connor Crace, and you're listening to the fanciest of the pantsiest episode of Multiple Eargasms with Kaylee Loring. Today's guest, as you might have guessed, is Lord Shane East himself. I know women seem to find him quite sexy, but today you are not guaranteed multiple eargasms. You are allotted but one stiff upper lip, blow of the lump, cleave of the pin, or kick of the beam. And then you shall have a strong cup of tea and crack on. Enjoy the episode. Hello, darlings. I am so happy to be able to share this chat I had with the very talented superstar narrator Shane East. He's the most prominent British romance narrator. And as of early December 2021, he has around 250 titles on Audible under the name Shane East and the same number under his other name, which is kind of an open secret, but I will make you do the legwork yourself if you don't already know what it is because he gives a hint in this interview. Uh, He has been nominated for and won lots of awards and he is also an independent audiobook producer at East House Productions. I talk about his merch in this chat, especially the Big Red Shane East mug, which I highly recommend, and you can purchase it at addictedtothevoice.com or at Shane's website, shaneeastreads.com. So this was a really fun conversation, and I apologize in advance for laughing and giggling so much, but that's just what his voice and accent does to me, apparently. And uh, he had wanted to schedule our Zoom meeting for a certain afternoon because he said he'd be home all afternoon so he wouldn't have to worry about running off. And I was like, oh shit, I better come up with more stuff to talk about with him. And then about 20 minutes before our Zoom time, he sent me an audio text wherein he told me that all of a sudden he has to get across town to Santa Monica at a certain time. So he'd only have around an hour to talk. And... uh, In that voice message, he also said that I was crazy, which amused me to no end. Um, So I was like, shit, I better cross some things off in my notes. And I tried to wrap things up and get him out the door within an hour. But then, as you will hear, he was like, we can talk for a little more. So I decided to leave in the preamble of our Zoom chat for the quote unquote official interview starts, because even when Shane East is muttering about recorded Zoom announcements and mumbling about his iPad, he still sounds completely charming and hilarious and adorable. And, by the way, if you don't like to hear people saying the word fuck, that is too fucking bad. You might want to stop listening right now. Uh, After our talk, you will hear a clip from my book, Hello Darling, which Shane East narrated, along with Mackenzie Cartwright. And after that, you will hear another intro that Connor Crace did for this episode as a prank. So stick around for that. But first, please enjoy having multiple shangasms with me. Hello. Uh-oh. <laughs> can you hear me? I can, yes. Hi. Is that why you said uh-oh? No, uh, it told me that it's being recorded. <laughs> yeah? Oh, did you not want me to record this? <laughs> No, from the get-go, it's being recorded. Oh, yeah. Well, well she also because... sounds very officious. She sounds very, like, you know, the IRS is watching you kind of voice. Well. You know. 
She's not a happy voice telling you that you're being recorded. Yeah, yeah it's right. It's like get ready for fun. It's more like uh, shit's gonna go down, motherfucker. Well, it's about to. So, are you ready? Uh, I, I'll say I'm gonna shut my shut the studio door. So I'm in. Shut I'm in doing the booth. Door. Yeah. Hi, oh, what do I need to have up on here? Hold on. I think you. Said oh, do you have the list of words with you? Let me grab. Uh, let me have it up on my iPad. One second. That. Come on. At the end. Thanks for being such a good sport. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, God knows what's going to happen yet, so we'll, we'll save that for the end. Um, let's see. Where did you... If, did you send me a couple of separate ones? Uh, I'd, maybe no, I'll resend it. Let's see. Hold on. My iPad's not the greatest, but look, searching stuff. Let me see. It says words, words, words. That's the title. Okay, let me see if that comes up. Words, words. Here, I, I can forward it to you again. Uh, Set. Yeah, this iPad's... Okay, let me see what comes up. iPad takes forever for some reason. I don't think it's not even that old. I just, I just resent it to you. Yeah, my uh, iPad takes a hot minute to... Uh, check for mail it's not instantaneous on this thing it acts like it's a relic but like i said it's not that old downloading well that's fine it's not like you have to get to santa monica in an hour or anything sweet jesus <laughs> sweet jesus oh fuck that i don't know what's going on with that uh let me just i'll just read it from the main thing here hold on main thing i have oh, like obviously computer. yeah i have that one okay, okay. uh and here it is immediately. So here we go. Uh, okay, yeah. Righty ho then. Just bring it up. All right. So I have that whenever it's needed. Fuck okay. my iPad. Okay. Fuck that iPad. Fuck that iPad. It's only good for reading books off of nothing else, apparently. Um. All right. Fuck Santa Monica. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So, so you mostly know me as the asshole who calls you Sir Shane McWhatever Pants. It started with McFancy Pants, and then you earned the title of Sir Shane McFunny Pants in my phone contacts because you made a very subtle funny joke at the beginning of this year. And then I've dressed you up in other types of pants since then. And a couple of months ago, I was deeply humiliated in your fan group Shaniacs mm -hmm. because Lady Brittany Cottingham and Lady Victoria Butler posted a video in there wherein you read some thirsty comments that a bunch of shameless women made. And you have to understand that I do not make thirst comments ever on the internet. It's just not my thing. So when you read a thirst comment that involved Sir Shane McTungsey lips and assumed it was me, I was horrified. And I immediately texted you to say that it was absolutely not me because other than the Sir Shane thing, the comment didn't sound like anything I would ever say. And then a few minutes later, I was confronted with a screenshot of me making that comment about a video of you in Shady X back in 2020. So I was even more horrified. So congratulations. You are the only person I have ever made a thirst comment about on the well, well done. Sweet Jesus, hallelujah to that one. <laughs> Thank you. So... So now I'm here at my desk with my big red Shaneast mug, which <laughs> I'm I just want everyone to know is a, it's wonderful just as a vessel for hot beverages, 
but it has also proven to be very valuable to me as the easiest and most entertaining way to make Connor Crace jealous because I just have to mention that I'm drinking tea from my big red mug and I get an angry face emoji or a gif of someone internally screaming. So I highly recommend your merch for all kinds of reasons. It's top notch yeah. and, uh, and gets the Kaylee Loring stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah, make other fellas jealous. For it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's um it's a little too easy, but um so anyways, I would also I'm gonna let you talk in a minute, but I also just No, wanna... we can do that. I can just listen to you <laughs> explain how you made a bed hear... and had to lie in it with your thirsty comments, uh how Connor Crace is uh jealous. I'm I'm here for it all. I'll go get some popcorn and just sit down. Obviously everyone wants to hear my stupid voice and not yours. Um but I just also want to officially acknowledge that Shade East was the first male romance narrator I ever heard. And it was long before I had even realized I, I would one day have audiobooks of my novels produced. And it was back in 2017. And I was about to write the second Kaylee Loring book, which was a novelization of an unfinished rom-com script I had written back when I still lived in LA. And I was still in my Tom Hiddleston phase. So it had a British hero. Mm -hmm. And the book I wrote was, it was honestly not very good. Um, and I'm not talking about Hello Darling, by the way, but I needed inspiration. And I guess... Oh, yeah, I thought that was quite good. <laughs> I thought, don't put yourself down that much. I was like, That's that was okay. Great. Um, but, but this one, so I, I had gone through all of like the Tom Hiddleston movies and TV shows I could watch and listen to all the audiobooks he had out at the time, which was not very many. So I found another audiobook with a British hero, and it was Royally Screwed by Emma Chase. Mm -hmm. So I actually had your voice in my head while I wrote this terrible line back at the end of 2017. Are you ready? Hit me. His voice made me think of warm caramel sauce on creamy vanilla soft, soft serve ice cream. Everything I knew about him made me think of warm caramel sauce on creamy vanilla soft serve ice cream. You know how you just want to twirl it around your tongue and swallow? <laughs> it's so bad! <laughs> I mean, it's but, not the kindest thing to have a narrator have to say. <laughs> you tripped up on the first attempt. It's just awful. I've gotten much better at writing for people who I know are going to have to say my words. Right. But like, how much do you want to eat soft serve ice cream right now, right? Uh, I'm no? pretty full. Uh, <laughs> Fine. Uh, not really peckish. And by the way, I pronounce caramel like a Canadian, I think. I think Americans mostly say caramel. Is that how do you caramel? say it? I've heard both. I say caramel. I don't, no yeah. British person would ever say caramel, but I have heard both from actually... Um, all sorts of Americans. I've realized that more and more. People, Americans say all sorts of words their own, depending on, you know, oh, yeah. their own choice. When I was learning the accent, I was like, oh, no, you have to say it this way. And then I'd work with somebody and I was like, oh, but you say caramel as well. And they're like, yeah, always have. Like, oh, okay, cool. So anyway, yeah. my two well, cents on that. Well, so how long have you lived in the US though? Uh, I keep saying 12 years, but I've realized it's now um, 14 ish i think yeah 13 to 14 years okay at this point well but so have you lived here long enough that you don't have to look up how to pronounce most words of some of the characters you're meeting are american yes most of them every now and then something comes up and i am um, i have to double check myself i mean case. that's probably true for 
Native American. <laughs> yeah well they were just odd words that i feel sometimes i i they're like regular words but i'm like oh, i'm sure that's there's a different emphasis there's normally an emphasis on a different syllable which actually changes a lot of the the way it sounds which was a big thing to learn i think as a brit which i'm yeah. sure i still get wrong here and there but you know pretty generally not too bad well it must get kind of confusing if you're doing dual or solo narration and going back and forth from uk and american characters that's it's quite a skill yeah. to have well thank you yeah i think i i don't know i um i relate it to kind of <laughs> a bit like being bilingual which i'm not yeah. i'm i'm not bad at french but like and a bit of german but that's about it but um uh bilingual like my friends who you know like i had as one of my best mates in england is spanish and I, mm. we were flatmates for a while and yeah, his like swapping back and forth, it was, you know, in, in the middle of a sentence, he could do it and all sorts. And I was like, I guess it's kind of feels a bit like that at this point where you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can just go from one to the other with the characters, but definitely that's been, that's part of the, you know, experience and doing thousands of hours in this, <laughs> in this box, in this TARDIS, yeah. uh, getting it together, pulling my hair out at the beginning until like <clears throat> two in the morning, trying to get stuff right. So now it just kind of naturally pretty much flows, which is nice. Yeah, I'd imagine. So do you feel that having an English accent when you're in the US is a superpower? Or should I say, are you aware that it is a superpower? You mean in my general life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you're shopping at Trader Joe's, when you have to call customer service to complain about something, do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes. You like royalty, literally. Uh, no, no, definitely don't get that. But I do. Uh, yeah, I guess I've, I've, I think LA's got a fair amount of Brits now. So yeah, I don't think it's that's as. I really miss, actually. What, the Brits here? Yeah, there's a really nice, healthy community of Brits in LA. Oh. Yeah, and I think before the pandemic, I was hearing a lot of Brit accents in yeah. Trader Joe's, but uh, that's maybe died down a bit since. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I think, and I, you can, I can turn on. I speak more loosely in general on the streets now and with friends because it's just I don't know, it's just how it comes out. I think, um, but if I need to, you know, sound a bit more super British, I do think it, <laughs> it can help on phone calls and things to yeah. customer service to sound, they're kind of I can tell there's a little so take back to oh okay um and my friends will tell me that they still it's still supposed I'm however dumb you sound as a Brit to other Brits like you're still supposed to sound a bit oh, more highfalutin as a, a British person yeah absolutely do <laughs> um. so yes it does work sometimes but I don't think it's as you know it's not so such a big deal as it maybe it maybe it was at one okay. point all right, so you you don't wield it quite in so. my day to day, yeah, in my day to day life. But every now uh, and then, someone surprises me, and then I'll order a coffee, and then they'll be like, "Oh, where are you from?" And then, <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, London, but been here a long time. All right. Well, um, I actually want to know about your history as an actor. Like, what was your training like? And did you act when you were a child? And did you know you wanted to act before you went? <laughs> you want to go so from the age of two i always knew you know <laughs> is it one of those with dr zeus um no i think <laughs> i could be as terrible actor who goes into like a 30 minute monologue about how acting you know spoke to me but um 
What? Do actors like to talk about themselves? Is that what you're telling me? What? Uh, I don't, I've, I sense some sarcasm on the line. Um, I, some actors definitely do. Well, audiobook people, we can talk nonsense. I don't think we, we're not as like, we don't talk about ourselves as much, but we definitely can talk shit for hours. It's, it's bizarre. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just went to drama school and then I actually trained in everything. So, because yeah. I thought, well, if I'm going to go out there, then I, so I did some musical theater stuff. And then <gasps> you did. I did. Well, I started in acting, acting. And then kind of, as I kind of went on, I was like, well, let me also broaden my horizons. Um, because I thought, well, otherwise it's, because if you looked at the West End at the time in theater, like yeah. you had to be able to, and even plays and stuff, you had to at least be able to move and be able to sing a bit. Mm -hmm. Like it was such a bonus. So, so you can sing a bit as much. I can. Yeah, I've, I've sung on stage. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I ended up kind of broadening my scope. And so when I left, okay. I did do um, some musical stuff. I did some play stuff. I did whatever. And then that all just kind of led on to some TV, some film. And then I did a lot of commercials for years. I used to fly around the place and do commercials, this which felt very glamorous. Yeah, I was based in London, but I would... Yeah go off because it's you know they would book you and then you'd be off to Tel Aviv or you'd be off to Germany or you'd mm. be off to so I got to see a lot of Europe through work which was nice um Wonderful. and then I think that kind of led me on to come into the States because I felt yeah. like I'd reached my end in the UK yeah. um and also I wanted a change of life it was 50 50 and so yeah. I came to LA and then I continued doing all of that stuff here and then the voiceover just sort of took over so it just became this beast of its own. And then Shane East pops into the woodwork. And then here we are. The madness ensued. <laughs> I had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, I bet. Well, well, so. So how long were you doing a voiceover before you became Shane East? Um, I was doing voiceover for about five i'd say yeah oh, where am i now like maybe five five so six years um and then i think i got into books i'd have to check the audible i don't know but the books were very were a sort of minor side i was doing i was still acting i was still doing commercials i was still doing other stuff and then um and then i got into more voiceover here and there sort of like in the mix and then a book came into the mix and then that was that was my other name um, yeah, yeah, and that was all very, actually such an opposite beginning in books to where I've ended up just in terms of that was a really <laughs> not drive. It was nonfiction about the human brain. Wow. So very, <laughs> very different. And I also narrated one of Stephen Hawking, his last one, Stephen Hawking's yeah, last one. I did. Yeah. In called The Grand Design. So if you look it up, then you'll know who I am. Um, and then, yeah. And then over the years, I just started getting more of those. Uh, and then I can't remember. I think it's on my website. Someone, oh yeah, that was it. Uh, one of the one of the publishers asked me to do, uh, uh, you know, in quotes, naughty book, racy book. And I was like, well, why not? You know. And then uh, I did it. And then that's when it all sort of. I think that was with the after series or something. Yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and then they kept kept asking me to do a few more. And then other people asked me. And then boom, boom, boom. So Shane started like years after I was doing voiceover and books. Yeah. Okay, I actually want to get back to this topic in a minute, but 
want to say. Yeah, put a pin in that one. I well, yeah. Just I'm trying to do this in a good order, but um, I remember oh, fuck emailing. The order. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we can just joke around because yeah. apparently uh-huh. you think I'm crazy, but um. <laughs> I remember emailing with Emma Wilder in the summer and I had mentioned you and she said that she likes to imagine you as being a club kid in London when uh. you were younger. And I love this idea. Is this an accurate picture of Shady's as a lad in London at all? Uh. <laughs> How dare she? Um, <laughs> I think she knows all. <laughs> yeah, I know Emma well. Um, uh, yeah. I, as a club kid, I don't, uh, to a degree, yeah, I definitely um, was <laughs> out and about. And then, because also I was in shows. So, right. the um, West End scene. Yeah. So you finish work at sort of 10 30 at night, and then mm-hmm. you, your whole social scene is very different. You're out places late, and then yeah. whatever, unless, you know, unless you've got a really taxing role and you've got a, be good and go to bed because you got to sing like seven songs the next day which i luckily didn't have to do right. so um yeah so that, i saw it uh, yeah my earlier days in london i was bouncing <laughs> around and, and that's why i enjoyed i got into the commercial scene like tv right. commercials because they paid they paid me more yeah <laughs> sometimes they paid me like half a year's salary wow. just for like a couple of days work and i'd get to go to some great place and then Ibiza. i'd also Ibiza. No, I actually, I actually, I did go there on a shoot, but I didn't see any of it. I didn't see any of it. They made us like eat ice creams, yeah, uh, all over the place. Uh, And then that was one of those where it's like, all right, off you go, and then we got flown back. So, um, but yeah, I did used to, and then I would take advantage if I could. I'd pop out. I've been out in, yeah, I get them mixed up. I've been to Bucharest and Budapest, but Mm. I think I went out clubbing in Budapest. I went. I definitely went out in Madrid. I definitely went out in Barcelona. Um, yeah, just all these places. And sometimes you'd work with people, locals, and they'd be like, yeah, this is, yeah, you know, meet us later and stuff. So uh, <laughs> I did have fun. And then, yeah, I was in, I was around the West End of London. So there was a lot going on those days. So, yeah, I've those lived, days. I've lived a life. My goodness. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so I know from Shaney X that you were able to travel to London earlier this year. Had it been a couple of years since you've been before that? Yeah. Yeah, it was literally the Christmas before every the oh. shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it was a good couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, I get lost, but about two years. Um, so what do you miss most about living there? Oof. Um, do miss... I do miss the... Like the... That sounds a bit trite, but like the architecture and the look of the place. Oh, yeah. Well, because everything's old and... Beautiful. Yeah. And it's re- I really, uh, I think I took it for granted. Well, you do when you live in a place. I took it for granted. And then when I go back, I'm always sort of wowed by, you know, this time when I was back in August uh, and I went to my family and stuff, I went to friends and a lot of friends have moved out of central London. So I didn't spend so much time there this time. Mm. But I was going around the countryside and, um, you know, my friend, you know, they this couple they've moved right and they moved next to a fucking pub with a thatched roof in the countryside i was Yay. like <laughs> i was like how nice of is this course. and yeah and he and she were like uh yeah we can literally walk from our back garden through there's a doorway through because whatever and they live in one of these houses with the thatched roof and stuff yeah. and so not that i necessarily want to live there the but house I, with the like, thatched roof. Uh, it was so yeah it's all very picturesque and yeah. you know i went to cambridge and all that stuff yeah. and the buildings and stuff so i missed that a lot i do 
uh, yeah, and I miss friends and family. Uh, sure. I guess those are two things that. And when an English summer is good, when the weather's good, it's mm-hmm. one of the best places to be. And it was when you were there. Uh for a bit of it, yeah. I, when I went down south, I actually stayed in Thomas Hardy's inn, which is now, uh, or his house, which is now an inn. Uh, oh my that's their claim to fame. Yeah, I know, in the sort of down south countryside. Uh, and I went there with a friend, and then we went around all the area and stuff. And yeah, that was that was nice weather. I was lucky because I was like, this is perfect. And then you know, and it was classic England. So you know, yeah. for the next week, it was all weird and grey. <laughs> but then I was with my mum and dad, and so we don't do shit but drink tea and like talk and go for walks. So it was fine. <laughs> That's lovely. It well, was. Then I would imagine you miss Christmas in England. Um, yeah, Christmas is nice there. I will say. Um, you can deal with it raining and stuff, but that sometimes, because uh, wh- who was that? Someone was talking to me the other day. Oh yeah, another narrator uh, saying that they're going. Oh no, it's a friend of a friend. Anyway, doesn't really matter. They were saying that it was they're going traveling for Christmas, and they always go to Europe. And they go to this year, they're going to Italy, and they've mm. been to Prague, and always, and they love because they love Christmas over in Europe because yeah. LA just doesn't. It's not the same. And I was, I was kind yeah. of in agreement. I said, yeah, I know it's. And I think, though, in spaces like England, it's because we, the weather's so shit at that time of year. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, it's like it has, to, you have to have something cozy to get home to and to enjoy being at home, like drinking tea, hot chocolate, whatever, stuffing your face, getting fat under your jumper, so, you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> you just, just said chocolate and jumper. <laughs> I was like, ding, ding, ding. Uh, I, mean, um. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? You can't do yeah. that in LA. It's like, no, you can't be yeah. like, oh yeah, I've got my jumper weight on and uh, give me a month or two to lose it because everyone's like, in a, you know, fucking at the pool, like the beach in like oh, January. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so I miss, uh, I miss those seasons a bit and I do, I do love and Oxford Street and all around Regent Street is really, it's heavenly at Christmas. It's really beautiful. So you're yeah. right. So thanks. Thanks for the nostalgia. I was, well, here's a little more for you. Um, I was emailing with Michelle Sutton last night about something else. So I asked her if she had any questions for you. She wanted to know your favorite Christmas tradition, which it sounds like it might be getting fat under your jumper <laughs> while drinking hot chocolate. My Christmas tradition. Um, I think there are a couple that spring to mind. Uh, they're more nostalgic memories than a Christmas tradition. Uh, yeah. It's just eating certain things, especially I have memories with my family. Yeah. Like we would always have quality street. Uh, and we, my mum wasn't, she didn't really allow sweets and stuff in the house. We, we weren't some, we didn't have dessert, but as like part really? of our dinner every day, we were, it was a treat. So at Christmas though, she fucking let the cat out of the bag. She was like, <laughs> all right, here we go. And there'd be like peanuts, which I now can't eat because I'm allergic. But I wasn't oh, as a child, no. apparently. <laughs> so yeah, there'd be peanuts out. There'd be twiglets, which I don't even think we have here. They kind of taste like Marmite, but they're in a like a breadstick kind of thing. I would, I would eat that. It's I great. Eat that you got to like the Marmite taste. And I, any Brits well, that's so funny because this will know. that was actually going to be one of my random questions later on was, do you like Marmite? <laughs> I, do. I, do, I, like the, I like Twiglets. I don't okay. love Marmite on toast, but Twiglets were great. And then Quality Street was around the house, so we could go around and eat that. So that's kind well, of... So what is that, though? I don't know what... Oh, Quality what Street is, is like, it's, um, it's just a box of chocolates. What do we have here? Do you have roses here or... 
black magic. I'm just, these are all very British black ones. Black magic, yeah. Black magic, like a box of chocolates, basically. Okay. And you okay. would buy them in a big tin. And then okay. my mom would just put them out in bowls around the house, which was so right. crazy for us because okay. we never were allowed. Um, so, yeah, so that's one I remember. And, yeah, drinking lots of tea and eating Christmas pudding, uh, which we don't really have here. Yeah. I have to get special ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do we have here? Just Christmas cake? Or not even that? We don't yeah, have mince the pies. They're not a thing, which I miss those as well. Pies. <laughs> mince pies are so good. Sorry. I don't even know if I have. I know so many people here say they don't even know if they've had one. Like, if you're English, that's, you, that's the first thing you get at Christmas, I think. When the mince pies come out, you know, you know shit's getting real. This is good. Like, <laughs> you're, living, you're living the life again. <laughs> for Do you the dunk it? No, you crazy. That's what? <laughs> You really haven't had one, obviously. <laughs> right? No, it's a pie. Got it. Okay, it's yeah, it's like a, a cake, mini. But the yeah, it's but like the a cake. You can right? Like you can't don't dunk you just the dunk, cake. Don't you dunk everything? No, in you tea? only you dunk <laughs> biscuits. Okay. A, also known as cookies here, but bis- I, I know what biscuits. Are. Yeah, I know. Any anglophile knows what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, any cookies you put those in tea. You All can't right. dunk anything else in tea. Fine. Um, Christmas cake, you put like cream on it or custard depends on wow. or you can have it as is right. uh i mean that's a real like get fat under the jumper food <laughs> it's fucking great <laughs> and especially when the weather's so cold you know what i mean like you can yeah, eat yeah. all that stuff and you feel oh, it feels great uh it's a bit heavy for this place but i still will have some this year i'll find it somewhere okay good well i actually i went on the fortnum and mason website the oh, other day and lost heavenly. about an hour of my life just staring at their products <laughs> pretty great so you can just order from there if you want yeah i know isn't it and they partnered with uh, william sonoma or something here it seems oh did they because yeah, if you go in william sonoma you can get the tea there and you can get some oh, other fine. stuff but uh yeah i don't know if that, or they send it from the uk do they well i'm sure uh, I'm sure Shaniac or two will send you something. I got some in Philly. I got given a few tea bags. Yeah, and I things, bet you. Which was very so nice. there's a good segue. So I wanted yeah. to say that I did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, it's it's almost like you're crazy too. Um, I hear you <laughs> smell fantastic because um, you signed it. Indies in Babe Philly recently, and um, a lovely fan named Maggie Robinson posted a picture of her with you in my Facebook group. And then Val Wall commented that you smell like mountains and pine, which is exactly how a band should smell. So well done, old chap. <laughs> <laughs> mountains and pine. Yes. Oh, wow. I had to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, nice. That's very, I did have a it few people tell me I smelled nice, which is, you know. <laughs> I think it may not, it probably wasn't this person, but someone said that to me. They just sort of surprised, I, think, I don't know if they were surprised that I would smell nice, but they sort of look, oh, you smell really nice. And then I was like, well, good. You know, it's better than the opposite. Because they then said, they were like, is it okay to say that? And I was like, of course, like better that than, you know, you stink. Like what the fuck? So anywho, I'll take, I'll take it. Mountains and pine. I um I usually write very creative descriptions of what my heroes smell like um in my books, but I searched the word smell in Hello Darling and it comes up a lot. But Stella says that Evan he smells clean and well educated and worldly. And in one chapter, 
In, in another chapter, she says, I bet when he farts, it smells like roses and tiny angels blow trumpets out of his arse. <laughs> oh, I mean, no no comment on that one. <laughs> you must have been just horrified when you read I didn't read. Did I have to say that? No, or did, um, no, yeah, there you go. Then I wouldn't have. I didn't, yeah, no, I don't. I don't see that other. I mean, I only flick through the other chapters if yes, I have yes. a question. You know. Um, okay. So, anyways, you had a great time in Philly, right? I did. Was, it was really. I mean, it was exhausting. Yeah, I will sure. say that, but was in it a two really days good of way. Or just one. No, just one. Oh, um, okay. But we was yeah. From the minute the doors opened, really, until five thirty, I think. We, yeah, uh, we were signing and taking selfies and stuff. It was really, really nice. Though. People are so nice. Yeah, people are really nice. They are. Yeah. I think romance fans in general are just really, really nice people. And that's what's drawn me into it more and more. Like They're yeah, just yeah. very invested in the characters, in the authors, in now the narrators and stuff. And so, you know, you don't always get that feedback, um, you know, in the entertainment industry. So... I think that's that's really nice and meeting them all was wonderful so i would definitely do more oh good yeah um yeah i'm gonna be doing my first in the summer and i'm slightly terrified of that but um It'd be great um it won't because the two things i really hate in life are having people take my picture especially when i'm not aware that they're taking my picture and mm. i also hate my sig and my signature and just my handwriting in general so the thought of having to sign books all day and get my picture taken all day it's like it's literally going to be hell for me but i also well you have about six months to practice your signature so that could take one pressure <laughs> off I don't know about the other one. Uh, I don't know how many people took pictures of us without, like, from a distance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. I know Susie did. She got, I, I know could see she her in the corner too. of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she, she was doing it for the Shaniacs and stuff. So, sure you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember other people. I don't remember feeling papped from a distance. So, you know, I think... You might be right, but you don't like you don't mind taking a selfie though with people, right? Um, with other, I don't mind taking like, yeah, selfies like, of myself when I have control over the lighting and like what okay. my face is doing. Oh shit! You're gonna come with a whole fucking production crew. <laughs> And be like, who does this lady think she is? <laughs> but you know, if if everyone's still wearing masks at that point, I might be less self conscious. So, well, a word of advice from someone who's done it yeah. now a few times is uh you can always you can always take the selfies right you can use their phone and take the selfies so if oh. you're kind of like oh you you know you you like to do it a certain way or whatever <laughs> then just do that then i was doing them because my arms are longer <laughs> generally the most women's <laughs> maybe not every single woman but pretty much everyone i met they would start and I was like, I'll do it. Cause then they were like, okay, cool. Yeah. You you can actually get your arms longer. They like, get the camera further away. So that was when I realized I was like, yeah. So that's why I say you can take your own selfies right. and decide your own, you know, Thanks what for works the best, what you feel comfortable with. Thanks for the hot tip. There you go. Um, so, okay. Let's get back to the romance mm. narrating thing. So one of the things that I've asked a few of my narrator guests is, um, mm. Do you have or are you aware of having a different voice 
or attitude when you approach narrating a romance novel as opposed to another genre of fiction? Mm, um, not really. Not as terms of the genre. It's really just dependent on uh, how the book is. Although one general rule with romance is that it's very conversational. Um, yeah. And I think that can be quite different to if you're doing even like a thriller or something, something's a bit more explanatory or, mm. you know, um, I'd say romance in general um, and the people who do it well are the ones who can turn on the sort of zippy, chatty, you know, I'm just talking to you kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think, I mean, Regency is a little different, but, you know, in general contemporary romance, you, you don't want someone to sound like they're talking at you, you know. It's right. like, so anyway, so that's really my, the only thing, like, and I typically, my romance narration is, I would say far, is a bit zippier than it might zippier. be in other genres. Yeah. yeah. I tend to go at a faster clip because of, because of that. And because it's often fashion. written first person, right? Like there's a yeah, lot yeah. of, it's like, I'm just like this, just chit-chatting away. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and I tend to keep in a lot more of the, I'll add a bit more in romance because romance writers tend to be a, le- a lot less well, like publishers can be a bit fussy. Mm. Like, you know, if you kind of went, if you kind of ummed or made a noise or like something that's very natural or, yeah. um, or like breathed into something, like some of them don't, they like it. They I want actually it to be love hearing that. I do. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, so you can do it in other genres. It just depends on style. But I say romance, yeah. you can pretty much do it all the time. You can oh, add all of that stuff in and okay. it just adds to the experience. It does. Um, so I watched the IG live you did with Kim Lorraine um, mm-hmm. recently, and first of all, you used the word "fuck" about nine hundred times, and I was like, "We need to be friends." I don't know what the fuck you're but- talking about. We <laughs> <laughs> need to go and rewatch that. <laughs> but I loved the part where she talked about how she asked you to coach her on reading sex scenes mm-hmm. when she had just decided she wants to be a narrator, and she said you told her to have a sense of urgency and wonder, <laughs> and I thought that was yeah. just spot on. Those are perfect. Words, but I wonder, did anyone coach you when you first started narrating sex scenes, or did you have to just no. jump in? <laughs> no, uh, this motherfucker here was left to do it all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, yeah, it was true. It was, it was, I already had a, a kind of quite a big body of experience, you know, so the book thing wasn't new to mm-hmm. me at all, but um, yeah that was just that was just kind of figuring out what felt good what seemed to sound good um but yeah i didn't i didn't have anybody so it was all just experiential just sort of going through it and seeing and that's what i meant earlier on about being in the booth until late yeah like sometimes like i'd just so overrun yeah i would just I, was like, oh, I don't know and i would work on it until i i got into a groove that i liked um and i mm. think that was that was how i kind of honed what was good and what you know felt right and stuff and um i've definitely always narrated though with um what's it i've always kind of with emotion like i don't you know i have listened to some things which tend to be a little bit less like people some narrators the style is to sort of sit back from it yeah, yeah and yeah. you know because and i've heard people say like very successful people say about you know it's about the author's words and stuff and uh i agree with that it's all about the words but it's i have always kind of dived in more and kind of yeah. been more emotional and maybe more dramatic at times you with do. these things and stuff so 
um, and having an opinion because I find you know like mm. there is an opinion written in the, on the page like so whether it's hes hesitancy whether it's wh whatever it is like all of these things are going on so I try to bring those in so I did think I do think that helped me sort of hone in on how to do sex scenes but I've wondered about it because I think other people <laughs> don't other people <laughs> do less than I do um, but so, here we are and people seem to like what I do so people seem to like it um I still, I can't stop thinking about that Monty Python sex education skit in The Meaning of Life. Have you seen it? Oh, like very long time ago that I can't remember. So in my mind, I'm going to think of John Cleese teaching you how to read about the penis entering <laughs> the vagina. <laughs> the next thing I write for you, I will create the opportunity for you to say, to cause the man's penis to erect <laughs> and harden. <laughs> I hope that won't be the hero saying that. There's got to be a side character, otherwise Perhaps that's a hard sell. It's that's a, a hard, hard fucking sell. sell. <laughs> um, it also <laughs> said vaginal juices. <laughs> it's just I mean, so awful. <laughs> I don't think you're going to sell many books with stuff like that. You don't know. <laughs> Although, um, as long as it's comedy, you do co your stuff. All your stuff's comedic, you right? Are correct. There you go. Thanks for I'm sure noticing. you can work it in. <laughs> um, okay, so here, here are the random questions that I just want to ask you and I couldn't figure out a more graceful way to work them into the conversation. So, so yo, here's some questions. <laughs> oh, great segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll just edit it later to make it sound. No, no, I like it. This classy. is how it should be. It's all on um, the fly. <laughs> do you currently or have you had any pets? Uh, I do not have any pets i have had them growing up we had rabbits and guinea pigs get out of here i did but really really big rabbits so they behaved like dogs which was kind of weird the big french lop-eared ones or dutch lop-eared one of the two so just uh, like in your backyard yeah we had hutches down the bottom of the garden and we would let them out and then we'd play with them and yeah they acted like dogs because they're so big uh, those yeah, rabbits yeah. and then we didn't really have dogs because uh we had them before I was born and then apparently mm -hmm. the last one couldn't leave the wallpaper alone my mum was like never again oh, goodness. so they had to yeah they they sent him off to a farm um and his name was actually Shane <laughs> I heard all, yeah which I I only That's realized so the other day I know I say it because someone was talking about pets and I was like yeah I had a dog well we had one when my mum was pregnant with me called Shane and I was like oh shit <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it uh, all comes around, doesn't it? But anywho, so yeah, after that, she always said she wanted a dog, but she was like, no, and he was better off on the farm. And yeah. he went off to some, like, live in the countryside. Shane did, bless him. But yeah, so we had cats That's off probably that. just what she told you when you were little. Oh, just, Quote, unquote, went off to the farm. <laughs> yeah, uh. no, <laughs> nothing nefarious, bless him. He was oh, a golden right. retriever. So I saw pictures of him, like, bouncing around in the countryside. So anywho, yeah, so no, I don't, but I, since growing up, I haven't had any pets because I've been a bit all over the place, I think. Yes. Partying in Ibiza. Yeah, I've been a club kid, according to Emma. I've been, like, who the fuck has time for a pet if you're a club kid? Um, okay, so you don't like Marmite on toast. Have you tried it with lots of butter, though? Um, I will eat it, but yeah, it's not my favorite okay, good. thing. I have tried some, I've tried it, I've tried it many different ways. It's not bad with cheese, actually, but I don't eat cheese anymore, so. You don't yeah. eat cheese, you can't eat nuts. You don't no, eat a lot of no. sweets. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very particular eater. Um, do you like port? 
port, like P-O-R-T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like sherry, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I had it once in when I was, I mean, not to sound pretentious, but I used to spend Christmases in South Africa at one point uh, when I lived <laughs> in London. It's not too pretentious. It's not too pretentious. Well, I just don't <laughs> want to throw it in and be like, oh, you know, when I lived here, when I lived there, it was like, oh, it's such a bind being so international. But um, no, I, we, they have great vineyards and stuff. And I remember my mate uh, I was staying with, uh, we went off to one and bought mm. this huge fucking bottle of port and nice. drank that all Christmas. Uh, and it was delicious, but yeah, port's great. Okay. Do you like marmalade? And if so, what's the best kind? No, I don't like marmalade. <laughs> Are you finicky? I just, I never liked marmalade growing right. up. I didn't really, I'm not really a jam marmalade type person unless you do like afternoon tea and you want to do a scone. Yes. And then you can have some jam with the clotted cream and everything. That's great. Clotted cream. Um, Okay. What is your favorite kind of biscuit? Uh, Shortbread. Mm. Scottish shortbread. Walkers or? Yeah. Well, yeah. Any one of that buttery, (laughs) creamy shortbread. Yes. Yeah. I fucking love those. How do you take your fucking tea? (laughs) <laughs> I fucking take my fucking tea uh, just with uh, milk. Actually, I use oat milk now. Uh-huh. No, sacrilege. I never thought I would, but um, I found a really good one that actually tastes exactly the same as milk. So I was like, what oh. is it? Oatly? It's the Khalifa brand and it's the oh, okay. barista blend. And it's yeah. literally fat in it. My mate was like, he said, that tastes good because it's full of fat. And I was like, yeah. I don't care. Well, sure. <laughs> you yeah, it's all good. You know, it's plant-based, so I'm all good okay. with it. But uh, yeah, I, so I use that now. It tastes just the same. And then it doesn't, you know, because recording, like, dairy is not great. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of want not. you to get into that. but <laughs> <laughs> Just certain foods create, like... They feel like, phlegmy. Yeah, they create, like, mucus. Who mm-hmm. wants, to, you know, who wants to hear that on a recording? So, uh, Interesting. So all of that stuff. So, yeah, we, I tend to stay away from all Is that, that why you don't eat cheese? Because of... Your well, I'm, career as a narrator? I pr- <laughs> um, not really. I pretty much, now I got into like eating plant-based pretty much. Okay, good. Yeah. And then I, I did really... I really too. It's hard not to just be plant-based and, <laughs> pretty easy and do here. yoga and get Oh, massages. yeah. I don't do yeah. yoga. Don't, yeah. <laughs> um, I, although it's good for you, I know. But um, yeah, I got into for various for various health reasons. I tried it out and it actually worked really well for me. So then I was like, oh. Yeah. And then there's so many good options now that I actually do not miss. Yeah. Um, the other stuff. Oh, there's so. tons of great vegetarian yeah. places in in LA. As long as you get enough protein, it's yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing you do have to kind of monitor a bit, otherwise. otherwise. Um. So I've gathered that you're a movie buff, as most people in LA are. But um, do you mm. watch TV at all? I don't get a lot of time anymore. Yeah, like with everything, yeah, with like narrating and the production stuff and all sorts. It's like, uh, yeah, being a man keeps, about town. I'm being, yeah, being a club kid. <laughs> I mean, just kid anymore. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I don't. I people talk about stuff, and then I mean, I have all these screeners that have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sort of, oh shit, when am I going to find the time to watch year. it? It's yeah, so I'm still trying to watch The Father from last year. Yeah, with Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins. So, um, but I am, I've, I've got to watch some, so I am. But yeah, that's it. That's what, I don't watch tons of TV. So you haven't seen Ted Lasso? I actually saw the first season. 
and I enjoyed it. But that I was the only go back good the season, season so far. They totally oh, cocked okay. up the second season. It's very, very upsetting. Yeah, it lost me. The first <laughs> season was nice. It just seemed like a fun little. It was just a nice little reprieve, I think, also because yeah. wasn't it in the pandemic? So it, just yeah. something like that was nice to watch. And then now maybe I'm just like not into it. So I tried the first episode and I was like, ah, all right. Okay, so let's talk about the two books you've done for me so far. And I know, I know you don't remember anything, but the first was Hello, Darling. And you narrated that with Mackenzie Cartwright in 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was a backlist title that I updated. And I added stuff to it when I decided to do the audiobook. And I mostly added stuff to the male POV. And your character, Evan Hunter, is a Tom Hiddleston-type actor who had Hugh Grant's voice in his head. And I think I added more of that. But I also, of course, added more sex stuff. And I just remembered this morning that I had you say, you want me to fuck you with my voice or my cock? (laughs) Sorry. Um, Which, it's a valid question. But um, my favorite thing that I wrote, especially for you, was this um, post-coital seat where Evan and Stella discussed British terms for naughty bits. And I remember just sitting at my desk and cackle laughing while I wrote this dialogue because I was like, I'm going to make Shady say this. And I actually hadn't heard you narrate anything particularly funny before. So I guess that's why I thought it would be really hilarious to hear you say things like, I'm quite fond of bum myself or something like that. Um, And then I I got the final files a couple of months later and I dropped everything to listen to them. And it was really late when I got to that particular chapter and I was just hysterical. And I listened to it three times in a row because I couldn't believe I was actually hearing you say, I'm quite fond of bum myself. And I literally laughed myself to sleep. And then when I woke up the next morning, I instantly started laughing again, just thinking about it. And I emailed you to tell you this. And your response was, let me know when you've heard the rest of it, because I think it gets better as we get deeper into the story. And I was like, (laughs) party pooper. So that was part of the reason you're a fancy pants. Um, But now that I have you also made me just sound like an 85-year-old man (laughs) when you did the impression of me, by the way. So I think your your opinion of me is slightly skewed. Is that what you're saying? Slightly. Um, Okay, well, so here's your chance. Uh, Now that you've loosened up for me a bit, I can ask you about funny British words, although you probably don't realize they're funny. But are there any British terms that you like to drop on Americans or terms that you use without realizing Americans have no idea what you're talking about? Oh, um, the only one I drop in is tits up. I actually wrote that for you in in my love interest because you played a Cockney character for a little bit and that was uh, one of the things I had to say. Okay. I don't know about other other ones just kind of pop up in my head and I just say them. Really? So you edit yourself? No, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. Tits up is the one that I'm very fond of saying things have gone, it's all gone fucking tits up. Um, And I know... My friends now know what it means, but a lot of people... Oh, wait, know. I said... No, I had you say tits out. Tits out, oh, not tits yet. Up. <laughs> but tits, tits up up means... Okay. Tits up is same same as, like, same. cocked up. Yeah, it's all gone to shit. Yeah. So that's my favorite one. Tits out, I don't say tits out, because that sounds a little inappropriate <laughs> in general Do conversation. You so? y- yeah, um, the, that's the age. Um, Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> or could be. Could be construed. So, yeah tits up but there's there's a bunch of them but i can't remember off the top of my head i love bollocks bollocks (laughs) Bollocks. yeah 
bollocks is good. And, I still uh, say blokes. I don't say dudes, yeah. really. I say blokes. Um, all right. Well, are there other ones? You I'm have other as... ones for me? Or you no, you were wanting me I, to, like, regale you? I, with... I did. I was hoping you would offer up some words like twat or daft cow or wake or something like that. But that's fine. <laughs> um, if they come to mind, I'll suddenly just shout them in the middle of this. Okay, good. Rest well, of so speaking of words and word porn, uh, as a bonus treat, uh, I asked if you'd be okay with reading a list of some random words. And yeah. I asked the members of Shaniacs if there's a non-dirty word that they'd like to hear you say. And as always, the Shaniacs had some really stellar comments. So are you prepared to read them now? The words? Yeah. The words. The words. Okay, yeah. I got them here. Uh, all right. So chocolate, yes. um, zebra as opposed to zebra. Mm -hmm. Absolutely zebra. Uh, Mariella, poppycock, darling without the G, mm -hmm. sonorous, which is actually how my voice was described from at the beginning absolutely. of my career. Apparently I had to look it up when I first read it because I didn't know what it meant. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, my vocabulary has increased dramatically <laughs> over the years. Um, tater tots, potato, condom, one of my least favorite words, culia, <laughs> fancy. I don't like how Brits say condom. I've gotten used to it. I love it. And that's you? actually another word that I put into Hello Darling condom. for you to say because of how I listen to, what's that book? Yeah. The, the Tom Hiddleston movie, it was like a shit movie. It's like high, um, hello, condom, high tower. Oh. <laughs> hello, condom. <laughs> but, anyways, he, he pronounced it condom, and I thought condom, it was so yeah. charming. Yeah, um, condom, condom sounds nicer. It's just like, I don't know, condom sounds so formal and stuff. And I don't know, anyway, I guess it is formal in a way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, let's be safe. Come on, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Peculiar is another one I have it. Fancy, cheeky, love, uh, garage. Mm -hmm. Although garage is how I was brought up to say it, but I say garage more now mm -hmm. because certain authors, Louise Bay, <laughs> like me saying garage, even though she's also British, she insisted I say garage <laughs> on a book once. Um, advertisement, mobile, massage. Uh, Wait, canoe. so you don't say mobile? No. Mobile. No. Mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> mobile. Mobile. Yeah. It just gets swallowed. <laughs> um, massage. Um, as opposed to massage. Massage mm -hmm. sounds nicer in a way, but I still I I like massage. massage. Like massage. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Canoodle. Gobbledygook. Laundry. I'm not quite sure why that. Um, laundry. Am I supposed to be saying these in a provocative way or I'm just saying them? I, I mean, know. I think you do whether you try to or not. Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> Let's do the laundry. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Water, tomato, schedule. Sorry. So you say tomato and potato. Tomato. You say potato and tomato. That's very interesting. Potato, tomato, <laughs> uh, schedule, uh, Worcestershire sauce, <laughs> malarkey, trouble, body, shenanigans, which I love that word, shenanigans, sure. aluminium, which I get, <laughs> still get asked to say that in my regular life, um, basil. <laughs> just when you're out to dinner with friends, it was just a little... Say just fucking house parties and stuff. <laughs> Friends will still be like, oh, yeah, 
What is it past that stuff, Steve? What do you call it? Yeah, aluminium. Um, then basil, fruity pebbles, Sarah. Oh, fruity uh, pebbles. Uh, <laughs> uh, oregano, um, scone. I don't say scone. I don't like scone. I scone. scone. I think Americans will say scone. I say scone. Yeah. yeah. Dishy double entry bookkeeping. <laughs> like someone, that's a very specific one. There are a lot of accountants in Shady X. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, smooth, iridescent, decadent, delicious, spreadsheet. Here we go again. Yeah. Chocolate mint ice cream. <laughs> flies, what's flies water? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Do you mean what is it actually or why is yeah. it fucking in there? What does it mean? It's flies something, water. So it's something that you swat flies with. It's got oh a fly like, swatter. Yeah. It's this is the bane of a narrator's existence. Is it supposed to be all one word or is it supposed to be? Oh, I uh, don't know. I just copy pasted from the comments. <laughs> See, I would think it's because it, in in my sheet here is all one word, which yeah. has made me go like, what on earth is that? But if you separated the fly, but you know the world of typos that we deal with. <laughs> so fuck yo, me <laughs> fuck me yeah put it separately or hyphenate it um y'all which i would never have to say as myself um <laughs> chapter one. Oh yeah, yeah well, chapter one chapter um, one fantabulous absolutely yeah force it okay <laughs> force it lovely dodgy pivot table <laughs> God, what on earth that's going to be used for Sequence, hyperlink, moist, curmudgeon, pistachio. I don't know what that says. Guacarita. guacarita uh, it's a guacamole a margarita. Oh, what? I, yeah. Guaco, was... Guacamole. And you, you eat and guacamole and drink a margarita at the same time? No, or are you trying to tell me you put no, it together? It's a, it's a margarita with guacamole in it. <laughs> well, sounds no offense to anyone to who loves that, but that sounds but, horrific. But fucking horrific it does sound terrible uh and through her weinachten weinachten sorry yeah. through her weinachten yeah i think that's right sorry apologies if my german isn't what it used to be i think it's through weinachten it means merry christmas in german i have it here does. in brackets uh or parentheses as you say in the states uh yeah and that's my list thank you for coming to this podcast i hope you have a <laughs> Can't get out of here fast enough. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, so Before you ask me been, things. Yes, uh, this has been but, so but I just I want to say too though that you yourself are actually a fantastic interviewer and I've listened to a few of the old episodes you did on another person's mm -hmm. podcast, and especially love the ones you did uh, with Joe Arden and Emma Wilder, and uh, you're not doing that person's podcast anymore, but I really think you should do your own thing at some point if you ever have time. I know how yeah, time is really I'm the consuming. thing. I'd love to do them again. I just like I need to schedule my year better and give myself some days <laughs> off to be like that's my podcast day. <laughs> I can say schedule, but I like schedule. It I fucking normal. love schedule. Schedule. I used to actually say schedule a lot more, and then I've gone back to the British way, um, holding on to my roots. But yeah, I need to. I need to. I would like to do that. Maybe even if it's just sort of quarterly or something, because they were oh, fun. Yeah. I really enjoy. I enjoy doing the interviews and being interviewed. Well, well, maybe I can have you on mine again before you start your own podcast and you can double team a guest or something. <laughs> that's, uh, 
you try to did you say that as opposed to tag team so it didn't sound like too <laughs> outrageous we can we can double team hyphenated <laughs> yeah. we can partake in a double teaming of a guest so just get away from any lewd commentary uh yes. yeah Let's quite possibly straight away from that um <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for spreading joy and orgasms with me today. <laughs> Not a phrase you hear every every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope it's been. I mean, if you've got, if there's any last question you need to ask, then ask away before I have to dash off. Um, um, well, I actually did. Uh, this is only something I really wanted to know, but I actually wanted to know like what kind of plays you did when. You were doing plays. Like, what playwrights do you like? Oh, God. I can't even... Okay, but just tell me what musicals you were in. I need to know, like... I was in... What kind of singing you actually did? I was in Mamma Mia. I was in... Get out of here! Yes, I was. I was. That's Um, a good deal. I was in that one. I was in Oklahoma. I was in... Oh, come on. You must have said y'all in Oklahoma. Uh, from why, but yeah, I mean, we must have. I God, that was so at the beginning of my career. That's a long time ago now. Uh, so yeah, I've, I did a few. I did all sorts of different <laughs> ones, and then I did like a seventies disco musical that was you wouldn't know of it. Like it was big in the UK. It used to it was in the West End for a bit, and then it would go on tour every year. And then, oh you know, and that was super fun because it was a lot of old. Disco so you tracks. sang and danced. I did. I did. Good yeah. To wear platform shoes in that show as well. Shut up. There it is. Yeah, it looked crazy. I had a oh, someone get me a time machine. <laughs> I think I stood in my mum and dad's attic. Those shoes. <laughs> I stole them from the production. They were just too good. They were like leopard print as well. They were full on 70s craziness. Um, yeah, and then I did some others, but those are the three that like, immediately spring to mind that I did. That's um, actually really impressive. That give you an idea of like what was going on. Oh, I have a fantastic idea now. Um, okay, well, another thing I wanted to ask is, uh, is there like a go-to movie that you have when you need a laugh? Uh, you want to have a laugh? I love have a laugh. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. There's actually there's it's more like festive movies i always love watching stuff like love actually at christmas <laughs> so it's more i'm more tying it in with your earlier question about traditions yeah uh that makes it like because it feels like that's a really feel good movie um it is. and do you have any... the dvd of that because the commentary for that is sensational oh really no yeah. i think i just always have streamed it or something or yeah. i don't think i ever bought the dvd um entertaining yeah, so I, I do love that. Like, I actually also really enjoyed Bridget Jones's Diary as a British movie. <laughs> that one, yeah, that's actually kind of a holiday film too. It kind of is. Yeah, they're all kind of like not like all of those kind of rom commy Brit things. Like, it's just when you're in that Christmassy I feel love good. That when you're in your jumper. Um, yeah, you know, stuff in your face. It's like it's they're really nice. Um, so yeah, those those kind of films are kind of feel good movies that I would probably go to better like around this time of year Christmassy time of year and you can watch them with everyone you know what I mean like me and my family yeah. used to watch that stuff and I think I went to see my mom wanted to see Bridget Jones so I think that's also why that one has a nice place Aww. in my heart because I think I took my mom 
we went <laughs> back in the day yeah she she loved that she's laughing her head off so that's always nice to him when i'm laugh so <laughs> there you go you the have... sentimental side of shane east it's so sweet are you you're quite close with your mom i'm guessing yeah both my my parents i mean we're a very british family in terms do you have of, siblings i do i have one you do yeah i have one <laughs> um i mean yeah i don't say too much about my family but um yeah. my yeah we, we are in a very british way like <laughs> I used, so not a lot of drunk hugging is <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of that understated <laughs> you know no one's sort of gushing too like yeah, yeah. too much uh at times i think but like underneath that like when I've just hang out at home, it's just really nice to be around each other. Do do they think you've changed since living in America? Mm, they haven't said that. They haven't said so much, but I mm. know I've changed a lot. Like I'm yeah. very much the loud, gregarious one in the family now. And I yeah, used to be and a you lot weren't quieter. before. Even I was just a, I was just more in keeping with everybody else. Yeah, that they're a little bit more quiet i guess like everyone's just a little more like and now i'm the one who's like what's up motherfuckers you know it's like <laughs> stuff from living here big shades in the house uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so um and they like it though like my mom loves that energy that's the thing it's sometimes like british people can be a little bit kind of it takes them a little longer to warm up and stuff like yeah, everyone yeah. can be a bit more low-key like get a couple of drinks in them and they get wild like or oh, just like give them a bit of time and you know what i mean like it's it's kind of like that it's it goes across the board i feel like brits take also getting to know brits takes a little bit longer and then you know once you get to know them, sometimes can yeah i guess depends on the person but in generalities yeah i feel so um so yeah i definitely i think i bring some of that american sort of enter the room and be like you know what's going on what are we gonna do like <laughs> And I started doing that when I would go home. I'd be like, right, we're not sitting in the house. We're going out. I don't care what we're doing, but we're going to play crazy golf or we're going to go and do this or we're going to go with the nephews to trampolining. I don't care if I break my neck. Like, we're doing shit. Because, you know, they, my family love them. They can just be a bit like, oh, yeah, we'll just, you know, anyone for another cup of golf? tea? Crazy golf. I think you call it putt putt here. But we call so, it crazy golf. Okay. Because it's on a crazy course. It's on one of those weird right, courses right. that goes like around dragons and, you know, okay. up this thing, down that thing. So that was when the nephews were younger, but now they're a bit older. So now they're a bit like, no, thanks. So, so you're their crazy uncle. I was, I guess, for a while. I was super cool for a while. Now I think I'm just like, whatevs. You know, <laughs> they're at that age where everything's just whatever. Well, yes. the oldest one is whatever. The younger one is still cool and stuff. So we'll see, he'll, you know, he'll swap in another year or two and then yeah. I'll wait for them to come out the other end when they suddenly go to school <laughs> again that I live here and they want to come visit or something. Oh yeah. Young men and they want to see the world. Oh, that'll happen. It will. I know. I'm waiting for it. And I'll be like, you didn't give me fucking time of day for the last <laughs> four years. You're too cool <laughs> with your friends <laughs> and you're <the laughs> when I come home now and now you want to know me. No, I, I will welcome yeah. them with open arms. <laughs> But yeah, Aww. so that's it. That's it. And so, yeah, I'm close with my family in a very British way. <laughs> well, because they used to allow me to leave. That's the thing. I was always, you know, I would go off at Christmas to, yeah. to South, South Africa. Africa. And right. and so that's <laughs> so what I mean about being very British. Everyone was, my mum later on, she was like, well, are you going to go this? You're not going next year as well, are you? It's like she would say little things like that, but, but she would never be sort of 
yeah. you know, dramatic and like, no, you can't, uh, you're not going to be here. Like she would just be like, okay, all right. Well, okay. Well, we'll see you before you leave then, shall we? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all very, all very, <laughs> keep calm and carry on. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. And then Aww. she'll let it slip later on. She'll be like, well, I hope you don't do that next year as well. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like yeah. enough is enough. Like, well, it fine. I've done it two years in a row now. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. It's lovely. It is. So, yeah. That's it. Do you like Sherlock? Uh, the show? The I used show. to love that. Yeah, I used to love it. Um, I haven't I seen, so. I feel like maybe I've lost track of the last season or something, but I did used to really enjoy it. I was yeah, well, riveted. it hasn't been on for a while, but I. Uh... Maybe, uh, maybe I've seen everything then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that was good. That's kind of a comfort watch for me. I go back to it a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah, I tend to comfort watch British shows. Uh, yeah, what else do you what watch? Mood I'm in. Have you seen um, The Hour? The Hour? No. I yeah, I mean, it was only it only had two series. Uh, I guess that's what they call it, not two seasons. Yeah. It's, um, it's brilliant. I'll send you a link. Um, sure. What about like London Spy? Did you see that? No, I haven't That's seen some Netflix. Oh, there's so many British. I have a bunch of them lined up. I tend to like the the crime drama ones because they're yeah. they're a lot less glossy than yeah. American. Version. Have you seen Wallander, the Kenneth Branagh version? No, but I think I have that lined up as a is oh, that a prime one or so some of those where I have it lined it's, up as a um, wish list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, it's so good. It's actually my favorite Kenneth Branagh performance because it's so unlike him. He's like really old and broken right. and depressed it's so oh, wonderful love that i'm british <clears throat> i love that shit yeah <laughs> broken and depressed yeah sign me up to watch that <laughs> do you like the dark stuff i mean i know you do like, i mix a match i mix yeah. a match you mean to watch or you mean in well both world? i mean because i actually I like do. to uh kind of as a break since i'm always writing happy stuff i actually like to watch the darker stuff when i yeah I vacillate, I think. Uh, yeah, I do. I kind of, um, I do enjoy watching or kind of, I enjoy stuff like art house movies where yeah. it's very slow moving, but it's very uh, like real feeling and emotive and stuff. And I enjoy those, you know, art, arty kind of things. That's arty, arty. I'm supposed to be, but I don't necessarily watch Or else, you know, if I'm going to watch a blockbuster, then I'll watch a big, you know, sort of is, um, shoot them up kind of nonsense thing. Is the like, Arclight okay. still open? No, that closed. Oh no, they closed it like for good. Yeah, that's so sad. I know. That was one of my favorite places. Oh no! Most of my favorite places that I used to love to go to are now closed because of the pandemic. That's depressing. Didn't survive. Did not survive. Um, But but you do. I feel like every time we communicate, you're always about to go off to to watch a movie. So oh really? (laughs) I think. Yes, I do. I do like to. I just need to find a bit more the time. Cinema. I do like, yeah, I do love some cinema stuff. I actually saw, uh, which is very, which I didn't know if I was going to like it or not, because I was this uh, advanced screening of West Side Story, <gasps> uh, which I didn't, again, I was like, I because I went to drama school and yeah. I've heard those songs a million times. And, sure, but uh, they're great uh, songs. They are great songs, definitely. But when you've heard them at drama school from people trying to learn, right. it's like, it's a bit great. And I've seen it on the West End and da, da, da. Oh. And so anywho, I was a bit like, oh, okay, but Steven Spielberg and then 
whatever. And so I have to go and see a bunch of these movies anyway. Yeah. Um, as part of my SAG thing. And so I was like, okay, I'm going, ah, that was oh. amazing. I was really, I mean, really it better surprised. Be, but that's good. Yeah, it could. So I just thought, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not really massively into musicals, to be honest. Um, but uh, ironic since I had done a bunch of them. Slightly. But um, yeah, on film, like, you know, it can go either way, right? It can be, they can be great and they can really like Moulin Rouge is fantastic, but it's not yeah. that sort of well, formula, did right? Did you see Hamilton? I did. I did. I saw it on stage, and I saw the the like they they screened it right. They screened the theater production of it yeah, I think yeah. on HBO or something, and it was great too. So yeah, like when they're really good, Hades Town. I saw in New York before the pandemic, and I was like blown away. Mm. So I know when they're good, I fucking love them, and then otherwise it's a bit like meh. But uh, West Side yeah. Story, if when that comes out, I'm just advise you all to go. All right. That's really. I was shocked. It's like classic Steven Spielberg as well. All of oh, those, good. how he was great with Eat, like all of those movies that it kind of, it's well, reminiscent, is but still modern. Right, yeah. <laughs> like all of that stuff where he got you going and he got you so invested. And then, yeah. you know, even though you know shit's going to go down, then you're like, no. <laughs> like in West Side Story, you know what's going to happen. You're like, oh, no, don't. No, no. And it happened. So anywho, um, yeah, that's worth it. So that's my last bit of info before I disappear off go see west side story especially right. yeah and it's a love story so and it's, anyone listening yes, to it's this loves Ro, love stories capital r romance so it's, tr- it's well done again um okay well drive safe thank you you keep <laughs> saying that i have to go to the other side of la so that's i know i mean i, I actually saying, write into safe. whenever i have a book set in la people mostly live on <laughs> in on the east side and they always complain about having to go to santa monica or the palisades because yeah that's such a big it's a huge deal when you live in LA it's a it's a trek it's a trek so yes I have something's come up and I have to head over to the west side so something's come up uh said the actress to the bishop so that's a very (laughs) good thing to say (laughs) so anywho I will leave you with that little yeah yeah that little gem and (laughs) thank you thanks for having me thanks for being had (laughs) (laughs) touche Bye. How smitten are you with Shane East right now? So here's a little clip from the book Hello Darling, which we talked about a little bit. This is about a seven and a half minute clip from the last half of chapter 13. This is the chapter I talked about, but you're going to hear a clip of the part that comes after the stuff I mentioned. It's sweet and kind of swoony, and I just love how Shane read it. The whole book actually is just a surprising delight. So I hope you like it. Cheers. I've never had this much fun in bed with a woman. I wish this night didn't have to end. Half an hour later, it does, somewhat abruptly. She suddenly looks around with a sad expression on her face, gathers up the containers and dishes and chopsticks, and searches for her clothes. You're more than welcome to stay, I say earnestly. But I'll be getting up at five for a few conference calls. No, thank you. I don't like to leave my cat alone all night. What's your cat called? Muffin Top. I hope to meet him or her one day. She nods and smiles politely, but doesn't seem to believe me. Why are you getting dressed? she asks. Because I'm about to walk you to your car. That's not necessary. It's cold out. 
Stay in bed. I exhale slowly as I continue putting on warm sweats and socks. Not a great look, but it probably is cold out. We are both stubbornly silent as she waits for me, and I take her hand after pulling on my heavy coat, leading her out the front door to the driveway. So I'll see you at the gym tomorrow. I'll be there. You'll be in the back room mostly, though, right? I'll be there to warm up for half an hour, and then my stunt trainer Jim will be working with me in the back room all day. Should be exhausting. Right. My entire schedule changes starting tomorrow. I get it, Richard Diver. You don't have to explain. Tourists have been coming through here my whole life. You get to know them. It can be nice. But they always leave. And I always stay. And life goes on. So don't flatter yourself and worry about breaking my heart. Somebody already beat you to it. She holds my surprised gaze, unwavering, until she can tell that her words have sunk in. And then she unlocks her car door with the key fob. This woman. What I was going to say is, I'd like to see you again tomorrow night, if you'd like to come by again. And now it's her turn to look surprised. Oh. I'd like to see you again the next night as well, and whenever possible while I'm here. Oh, so... You want to have a fling while you're here? For starters, sure, you can call it that. She shifts her weight from one foot to the other, straightens her posture. What about that actress who's coming? I'm enjoying watching the rapidly changing expressions on her face so much it's difficult to follow the conversation. Uh, which actress? The one who's going to play the love interest in your movie. Don't you want to meet her first? I mean, don't you always, you know, fall for your leading ladies? Oh, Jess, right. I've already met her, once or twice, at events. She's good on screen. I signed off on her because the director likes her, and it's not a very large role. She was fine in a couple of things I've seen her in, but we're represented by the same agency in America, and I was encouraged to support her as a fellow client. She wrinkles her nose. Wow, again with the agency. Don't you make any decisions on your own? I've just made one. I like you, Stella Starkey. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy your body with my body. I want to do more things to your body on a regular basis, in different positions, from every possible angle. Fast and slow and rough and so gentle, it will probably make you angry. If you're up for that. I think you are. Come back tomorrow night. I don't want to do those things with anyone else. A fling. Sure. Call it that. Um, okay. Good. I notice her shivering as she leans back against her car, so I wrap my arms around her. But I have rules for flings with out-of-towners, she informs me. Oh, do you? Hit me. She clears her throat. What do you mean? I want to hear the rules. Well, I don't usually tell the guy. They're just rules that I have. Well, I don't usually agree to things without knowing what I'm agreeing to, even when I'm making weak decisions to appease the world's largest talent agency. She considers this. Okay, but now I feel really self-conscious. Interesting. I've had my head between your legs for half an hour, 
but you feel uncomfortable letting me inside your head. Her eyelashes flutter, and I can feel her body melt just a little as she remembers just what I did to her down there, but she recovers quickly. I'm not letting you inside my head, and I don't think it was a full half an hour, so once again, please get over yourself. Never. Do go on. No telling personal stories. Not even about Cornish jack-o'-lanterns. Especially not that story. Well, that's my best one. I'm glad I got it out of the way early. Look at you telling me your rules. You're already breaking one of them for me. I like that. I'm breaking precedent. Semantics. No sleepovers. No coming to my home. No I love you's not even as a joke. And no fraternizing with my family. But too late. I scoff at that. I refuse to let you come between my bromance with your brothers. But I still don't want to let them know about us. Not yet, anyway. Understood. We both appreciate discretion. What else? That's it. Interesting. What? I was expecting you to say, no butt stuff. But since you didn't... Good night. She tries to wriggle free from my grasp, but I'm not letting her go just yet. I release one hand from her back so I can tilt her chin up and kiss her softly, parting her lips with my tongue until she relents and kisses me back hungrily, makes little sighing noises. I would love to wake up to this in the morning, but I will play by her rules for now. I pull away from her, and it takes her a moment to open her eyes. Sweet dreams, I say, grinning. Drive safe. Text me when you're home. I mean it. I won't sleep until you do. She nods. See you tomorrow. And tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. I stay right where I am in the driveway, watching until her car is no longer in view. Hand on my heart. That was among the top ten first dates I have ever witnessed. That was the first date equivalent of the comedic masterpiece I made with Sarah Jessica Parker. Fuck you, Hugh. Honestly, though, it was top-notch. Well done, you. Don't cock it up. Okay, and here is a prime example of why I always complain about being surrounded by assholes. So I always write one introduction for Connor to do for this podcast, and then he sends me back three intros, none of which contain anything even remotely similar to what I had written for him. I asked him if he wanted to do a special one for the Shane East episode, and I was like, since you never actually use the ones I write for you, I assume you don't need me to write this one. And he was like, no, write it, and then I'll riff off of it. So I wrote him a cute little intro, and then he turned in something completely different. And he did it in a posh English accent and said, you might want to put some masterpiece theater type music under this if you can find it. So I did, and I was so excited because it was hilarious, and I found the perfect music for it. And for each of these episodes, I type up an episode format document for the editor, Danielle. And, you know, I told her what to do with Connor's hilarious British intro. And the next day, Danny messaged me to tell me that the entire episode was uploaded to Dropbox and ready for me to listen. And of course, I was so excited to hear what that intro sounded like with the music. And then I heard this intro instead.
This is Connor Crace, and you're listening to Multiple Eargasms with Kaylee Loring. Today's guest is Shane East, and I'd like to take this moment to say that whatever beef I appeared to have online with him was entirely fake. Uh, the reason I'm saying this, Kaylee already knows, but uh, I want to take this opportunity to say that I'm taking a step back from romance. We'll still be releasing our two books, but someone new is going to be doing this intro, and uh, I'll be gone for a little while. But I just wanted to say thank you and enjoy the show. And to be clear, what Connor just said about stepping away from romance was a joke. He absolutely is not doing that. He was just messing with me because he knows I'm terrified of people being mad at me if he isn't narrating as much anymore because we're writing a couple of books together. Well, we're writing several books together. Um, but I heard this totally serious non-English accent intro and immediately messaged Danny and I was like, I am so confused. The intro... I uploaded to Dropbox was completely different. Like, the thing that he recorded for me was, like, totally different. And in a British accent, what is happening? And it turned out that Danny had emailed Connor the night before and asked if he wanted to prank me. And despite being busier than he ever has been in his life, he found the time to do so. So there you have a tiny window into the grade A assholery of my day-to-day life, this time in the form of Danny and Connor Grace. Um, So, until next time, cheers! This is Mackenzie Cartwright, also known as the official voice of Kaylee Loring's Lady Parts. Multiple Eargasms with Kaylee Loring is produced by Elysian Nightfall Studios and The Audio Flow. To learn more about your host, you can visit www.kayleeloring.com. Thank you for eargasming.